Hello, and thank you for joining me. This is Prophetess Mary Ayodele with the Facing the Situation, Building Spiritual Resiliency podcast. This is season three, episode two on August 9th, 2020. And I'm speaking to you from the Gulf of Mexico bioregion of Houston, Texas in the United States of America. I am thankful for your presence wherever and whenever you are listening from in time and space, you are welcome here. Let's open with prayer. Give an honor to the Most High. We are thankful for coming together again to share your wisdom, love, grace, and holy word, to apply it to our lives in the area of spiritual resiliency. We ask for the tenacity, willingness, and intentionality to walk consciously on the path that will fulfill our destinies in their highest vibration. In the name of Yahshua the Christ, amen. Thank you once again for joining us today. I want to thank all of you who've chosen to support this podcast. It makes a very big difference in how far we reach and how much we can do, especially to go within communities who may not have access to the technology it takes to listen to this podcast regularly. Because of your donations and support, we have been able to expand this offering on many different platforms, and we appreciate that very, very much. If you would like to write me for questions to be answered in the podcast, um, I do an episode every season where we answer questions. If you have a private or personal question you'd like an answer to in writing, or if you'd like to be added to the prayer list, you may do so by writing me at prophetessmaryiodele at gmail.com. Again, prophetessmaryiodele at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at Lady Mary Iodele and on Facebook as Lady Mary Iodele. You can Google that and I will pop up by the grace of the Most High. Now, last week we talked about recognizing the rhythms in your life. That is the theme of this season. And we're going to dive back into that. Last week was part one. If you are new to the podcast or you missed it, I encourage you to go back and listen to that one because part one dealt with recognizing the rhythms in your life on a personal level. In this podcast, we're going to talk about three important points to recognize the rhythms of life acting out in a communal level. So for many of you who have taken workshops and classes with me over the years, you know that I teach that there are three different areas that the spiritual principles I talk about apply to, simply speaking. Those three areas are personal, communal, and cultural. And this season, we're going to explore those areas in relationship to spiritual resiliency. Today, we're going to talk about why it's important, what to look for, and how to interact with what you notice when you recognize the rhythms that play out in your life in a communal context. So let's begin. First point I want to share with you 
is why it's important to notice the rhythms that are happening in your life in the context of community. So you have your own personal rhythms. When you get up, when you go to bed, where you work, where you don't work, what you spend your time on, what makes you happy, what makes you sad. And you can listen to last week's episode for August 2nd to dive more into detail on that. And I just want to review that you have that. That's who you are, what makes you tick or what you think makes you tick, right? And what grooves you and moves you. Now you are living in a community. You live someplace. You are laying your head down somewhere and you are affected by that community's rhythms as well. For example, um, people who live in certain housing subdivisions have something called an HOA here in the United States. And an HOA is like a, a, a group of neighbors who share a common neighborhood that make up rules for the neighborhood. You know, who can plant what, if they can have a fence or not, what their Christmas decorations can look like. There's a whole lot of stuff, right? So that's a community. So for purposes of our discussion, a community is a group that you are a part of. Now, you may be living in an apartment building or living with someone and don't have your own place. You may think, well, this isn't really my community. I just kind of landed here. You know, for whatever reason, I'm just staying here temporarily. You may be listening to this in a hotel or a motel or your RV or your tiny home. You may be on the road listening to this, you know, because it is a podcast. Wherever you find yourself, I would say wherever you sleep at night, wherever you spend time in the day, there are other people around you. And we're going to define that as your community. So community isn't just a group of people you choose to hang out with. Community may be the neighbors you inherit when you move into a place. Or for those of us who live and travel outside of our birth countries, it could be the country you move to and, and the people you step into their world, whatever's going on in that particular country. Um, some of you, it will be defined as spiritual community. And wherever you land, you're going to find that there are rhythms that happen in that community. There are certain days that that community may be available, particularly if it's a spiritual community. You may have a social gathering certain days of the week to study whatever spiritual teachings you study, right? Um, there may be gatherings around particular birthdays or holidays or the birthdays of saints or, or leaders of that community. So if you are defining your community or looking at the lens, rather, of a workplace, there are certain times at the workplace you are grouped into a group to face something. There may be an annual um, board meeting, an annual stockholders meeting. If you're at a nonprofit, there's always those annual fundraisers, right, that you have to participate in some kind of way because the nonprofit needs to raise money to stay alert and alive and, and um, viable in the community. So each community has its own rhythms. Now, understand you already have your own personal rhythms, right? And you're stepping into a community that has its own ups, downs, holidays, closed days, open days, days where you're supposed to wear a certain thing or say a certain thing or behave a, a certain way in order to access the benefits of being in that community. So it's important to know what those rhythms are because you cannot change them directly. We can read historically about people who have tried, but you can add to those things, right? 
but it's very hard to change that entire communal flow. So for example, if you work at a place where um, baby showers and bridal showers happen, you can suggest, why don't we add birthdays, right? So every month you celebrate the birthdays of everyone born in the month of August or everyone born in the month of September. But that communal cycle of how they function was already in place when you stepped into it. So you're not dismantling it, but you can add to it. And that's vital to know if you work on the planet to live a certain way every day, to bring equilibrium and light and love and harmony to the people and places you touch, you can actualize those things by adding some love and peace and harmony to an existing cycle. Even if it's a communal cycle that you may find distasteful and you don't like it or with something you don't want to be a part of. Yes, I said that. You can bring some light to it. Um, here in the North American continent in the United States of America, there were communal cycles of racism and violence. Um, there still are, but there were some that were more overt um, 50 years ago, 40 years ago. And there's something that many of you may have heard of called the Civil Rights Movement, where people stepped out to add new things to a communal cycle that was destructive and harmful and not loving and uplifting. So the marches and the sit-ins added a new dimension to what was already there, thus changing it. So no one said we can't have lunch counters anymore because of discrimination. They said, we're going to add the idea that you will serve everyone with respect and dignity. And thus we basically have that. We're still working to shift some communal cycles over here to embrace more love and harmony and dignity, you know? Um, and that's happening around the world for different reasons and different seasons. So you can add to them, but it's very, very, very unusual, difficult. And, and I can say unlikely that you will change a complete communal cycle in the sense of dismantling the cycles and starting all over. Even after natural disasters, people tend to slip right back into the cycle they had before the disaster. So communal cycles have a life of their own. The next point I want to share with you is what to look for. Um, I really encourage you all to recognize these rhythms in your life first. And then we're talking about recognizing the rhythms in communal cycles. Recognize the rhythms in the communities that you are a part of. So this is pretty easy. You just basically need to get a calendar. So all communities have a calendar. If you are part of a university community, if you work there on staff, they have something called an academic calendar, right? And you are on staff. So the academic calendar may not affect you as much because you're not starting school and ending school there necessarily, but it does affect your, your job. Whatever you're doing on a university campus, if 20,000 people show up regularly, that's going to affect how you do what you do. So communities have calendars and in places like that they have an academic calendar then they have a staff calendar a staffing calendar and they have instructional calendars um, if you work at a hospital there's a calendar and it tells you when there's specific things are going to happen at that hospital either fundraising activities or the lighting of the christmas trees or whatever it is there are calendars to tell you how that community is going to function same with HOAs or um, motorcycle clubs or 
uh, people who like the ballroom dance, whatever you jump into, whatever group, there's a calendar to tell you what to do, when to do it and how to show up for it. So you can look for a calendar for your community that you have fallen into or stepped into intentionally. Now, if you move into a community like an apartment building, there are some apartments that have organized events for um, tenants. They have a calendar. Many apartments don't. But even then, there are certain days that um, garbage is picked up. If you own a home, right? That's still a calendar. Is it Tuesday, Thursday, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday? So figure out what the calendar of events is for your community. And if your community doesn't have one written down, there is an informal one. So you'll have to open your eyes and ears and pay attention to what's happening. And you can jot down when things happen, like, oh, okay, pest control comes every Monday, or, um, you know, the garbage is picked up only Fridays. So you'll need to make note of those things. And people in large cities here in the North American continent who live in older apartment buildings may notice just that in places like New York, Chicago, LA, and places like that. Okay. Um, the third point I want to share with you, after you understand why it's important to notice these communal cycles and what to look for in these cycles, is how to interact with the cycles. So once you figure out you are in a community or two or three or four or five of them, and once you figure out that there are cycles of events that happen in those communities, and I, I guess I need to say out loud to you, you are affected by those cycles. So you may think that you don't you know, have any interaction with the fact that the front office is closed in your apartment building on Sunday until you find out Amazon left a package for you at the apartment building on Saturday and you didn't find out until Saturday night. And now you have to wait till Monday and oh, the office is closed Monday for the holiday. So your important package is locked up behind closed doors until Tuesday. So don't think that your personal lifestyle will keep you out of interacting with communal cycles. That is a um, very unfortunate mistake that many people make, and it puts them in direct or indirect conflict with their environment. You are a part of that community. Reluctantly, intentionally, with joy or with pain, you are a part of that community. So it behooves you to understand how that community flows, what makes it tick, because your ticking fits into that ticking. All right? So... Once you figure all that out, like, okay, this is my cycle of life and this is how they flow, then you start looking at how to interact with it. And the simple steps are to plan ahead. You may think this sounds unusual, but many people are in deep interpersonal conflict right now because they didn't plan ahead for when the office is going to open and they can't get their package or they can't get their sink fixed. And they really are like, you know, laying down, having a temper tantrum at an adult level because they didn't know the cycles of where they live. Or you live in a place that operates in a dysfunctional way where they say they're going to be open on Monday, but they didn't open and it throws your whole thing off because there's something you need from them. So know the cycles, the unspoken ones and the spoken ones. If you are in a community that does not operate very functionally, you can stop hurting yourself when you just simply acknowledge that and start to deal with it. And we're going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about how you can deal with it. So your spiritual resiliency is not always under attack 
when you feel angry, frustrated, mad, or um, put out because what you expected to happen didn't happen. That's not good for your physical or emotional or spiritual immune systems. And yes, we all face disappointment at some point, but if you're consistently disappointed by the same people, situations, or things, it is definitely time to make some changes in your life and life may be pushing you toward a change and you simply are unaware of facing that. So you're going to plan ahead. You're going to stay prayerful. You're going to meditate. Once you understand the communal cycles that you're involved in, you're going to pray, meditate, and stay prayerful about it. There are many things in your environment that you simply cannot walk out and make it stop or start. There's some things that need to start up in your environment. You can't do it on your own. That's why it's called communal. Community is the key word here. So you're going to pray, stay prayerful, and meditate um, about the changes that you would like to see that are in alignment with the Most High. So this is a key point. We want a lot of things that are just simply not for our best good or the good of the planet sometimes. We want it now. We want it because it feels good. We want it because someone else said it felt good. We want it because we looked at them and they looked like they were having a good time with it. And many times our ultimate prayers are being answered. So if you're praying and meditating for long life, good health, peace of mind, happy family on a daily, regular basis, and then you face not getting what you want one day, you want to step back for a minute and say, well, maybe my big prayer is being answered, but the smaller prayer may not be in alignment with that bigger prayer. All right. So the big stuff, the big broad strokes of love, happiness, peace, good health, financial well-being, those are the big strokes that most people are praying for and working toward. And when you reach for something that could upset that delicate balance, you may find that you don't get what you thought you were going to get. You don't get what you were looking for, right? Right. Okay. Sorry for that interruption. You know why? Because life is in motion and we're going to keep right on pushing. Okay. So the next portion of that is you're going to stay tuned in for what to do when your prayers are answered. And we're going to talk about that in more detail as we go on. But But many times we pray for things and then when it shows up, we simply don't know what to do about it. It's just overwhelming at some point, you know, and and we're going to have to talk about how to manage our blessings the same way we manage the disappointments in life. You'd be surprised that many people get a big blessing and completely self-destruct. And spiritual resiliency tells us that we can prepare for our blessings in such a way that we can contain the blessing the same way we can withstand disappointment. So that's very important for you to know and to work toward thinking about. And I say work toward things. Many times it's just simply opening your mind to the idea of it. You don't have to change anything except the idea of it possibly happening in your life can make such a big difference, expanding your awareness of the possibilities in life, okay? So once you pray and meditate on these things and you you mark it like, okay, this, this could happen, what would it look like? Um, you're gonna make a note of it. So awareness is something I've talked about in this podcast 
over the last two seasons. Awareness can make such a great difference in your life, even though it's a subtlety. It's not big and extravagant with balloons and flyers and, and bands. It's simply an awareness, something that clicks in your mind where you begin to notice things differently. You want to notice what you notice. You want to be aware of things you normally ignore. Awareness does not mean you worry about them or you try to control them or you try to stop them. It means that you become aware of it. And we will dive into awareness and how to dance with awareness throughout this series by the grace of the Most High. Um, and you may be around people and even you yourself may have tampered with your awareness sometimes. That's why people have cocktails, alcoholic drinks and other substances to kind of shift their awareness. So awareness is a very big factor in how strong you are physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And what this season is talking about is opening your awareness to recognize certain rhythms in your life and your community. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Next week, we will talk about recognizing the rhythms in a cultural sense because you exist in community and communities exist within a larger culture. And next week, we will expand this dialogue to look at how recognizing these rhythms can enhance our spiritual immunity tremendously and what we can do to bring that about. Thank you once again for joining me today. For those of you who are new to this podcast, every week when we do this, we have a verse, a biblical verse that I share, and I ask you to pray with it over the next six days to meditate with it. Um, this prayer is something you can jot down in your journals. You can print it out, put it on your wall. You can make it in, on an index card or write it on an index card rather, and you can um, read it regularly. And the reason I'm giving it to you is for you to build a body of knowledge to refer to, to keep your spiritual immune system healthy, to sustain it and to build it up. So spiritual immunity doesn't happen because you think happy thoughts all the time. Sometimes your thoughts won't be happy. Sometimes you're going to face some difficulties and challenges, and you want to have a foundational awareness of what you're standing on, what your reality is really built on. And your reality generally is not built on what you can do. Your reality is built on who you are in relationship with spiritually. So I encourage you to be in alignment with the spiritual force that you recognize in your life, the cosmic force that holds it all together. This is an ecumenical service, so I welcome people of all faith walks. I am a Christian spiritualist and a prophetess in my church community, and I align myself with the power of the Most High, and I'm grateful to be in alignment with that power. So in light of that, let me share this verse with you. I encourage you to read it at sunrise, wherever you may live and wake up. If you have a shift of working or living where at sunrise you are going to bed or you're just not waking up then that you're actually, you know, things are reversed. I encourage you to please read this when the sun is up um, in your life and in the environment you are a part of. And for my brothers and sisters 
who are at the furthest reaches of the planet, north and south. I recognize the sun does different things in those areas. Um, put yourself on the cycle that it would work out on if there was a sun rising. Um, I know you go through times when it doesn't rise in the same way it does in more temperate climates. So the verse this week is, if one loves the most high truly, he is known by the most high as worthy of his intimacy and love, and he is owned by him. So let me say this again. This is, if one loves the most high truly, that is with affectionate reverence, prompt obedience and grateful recognition of his blessing, that person is known by the most high as worthy of his intimacy and love, and that person is owned by the Most High. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 3. Again, if one loves the Most High truly, with affectionate reverence, prompt obedience, and grateful recognition of the Most High's blessing, you will be known by the Most High as worthy of his intimacy and his love, and you will be owned by the Most High. Ownership in this case, meaning you will become one with the Most High. You will become one with the energy that is already inside of you. You will awaken to the nature that the Most High, the divine consciousness and intelligence resides within you whenever you take a breath. That's where breath comes from spiritually, and you will be in alignment with that energy. So you will not rely on your own power and willpower and discipline and what you can do. You come out of me, 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 and you step into the oneness that exists all around us and that holds this world together. I invite you to read that verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 3 in any translation of the Bible you have access to. You may find free biblical information at BibleGateway.com online and any other spot where you Google 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 3. Meditate on that verse and pray with it at sunrise, wherever you are. And I will be praying at sunrise where I am in my community at approximately 7 a.m. Central Standard Time daily on that verse to manifest that reality in my life and the lives of others. I want to thank you once again for listening. If you would like to support this podcast, you may send a donation of any amount through PayPal to prophetessmaryayodele at gmail.com. If you'd like to support differently than PayPal, you may write me and we'll work it out in a different form or fashion. Thank you once again for being here. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for embarking on the journey of realizing who you really are, of knowing thyself and enhancing your spiritual selfhood through the application of the Holy Word of the Most High. Thank you so much. I look forward to speaking with you next Sunday. Until then, be blessed, be held, and be loved.